All right, welcome everyone to the EOS Fireside Chat for September 21st, 2022. EOS is currently priced at $1.26 and sits at number 45 in the CoinGecko crypto rankings by market cap. EOS is a layer one smart contract platform that is governed by its community. It's the only crypto network that has had a foundation emerge organically from within the community years after the launch of the network. Since the creation of the EOS Network Foundation one year ago, the new EOS has seen incredible acceleration of progress and innovation. The EOS Network Foundation has built an excellent team that has been able to quickly establish essential frameworks that empower the EOS community to do its best work and live its best life. Through foundational initiatives like the Recognition Grants, the Blue Papers Research Series, Pomelo Crowdfunding Platform, and the Direct Investment Framework, and the ongoing EOS Roadshow, the community has been activated and energized to a level not seen since the launch of the network in 2018. EOS is in the midst of an epic narrative reversal, and the new EOS has the potential to become the greatest crypto comeback story of all time. My name is Stefan. I'm one of the co-founders of EOS Nation, currently a top-ranked block producer on EOS and other antelope chains, and I'm happy and honored to be your host for today. So thank you everyone for joining today. Shout out to everyone live on Discord with me, uh, chatting away in the voice chat or jumping on the mic at any time. Uh, And of course, shout out to everyone tuning in on other platforms as this show is streamed live to YouTube, Twitter, and Facebook. Uh, Today we'll of course be talking about EOS but also about the Antelope ecosystem. Antelope is the name for the recently community-owned blockchain software that powers a variety of highly performant blockchain networks such as EOS, Telos, Wax, and UTX. Um, So on the agenda today, of course, today's EOS Independence Day, September 21st, a big day that we've been talking about for months and months now Um, and of course, this represents the upgrade to Leap 3.1, so that's, we'll be kicking off the show with that. We're talking about the new EOS on the road at all these conferences that are happening right now, actually. Uh, we'll be getting some updates from the EVM Ideathon. Um, Pomelo claims are finally uh, are, are now available for Season 3, and we're also going to be uh, talking a bit about the EOS Community Poker Tournament that I'm organizing uh, for this Sunday. And then, of course, we have our community open mic session that is open to anyone in this uh, on the discord if you want to share your thoughts say hi to the community ask a question of course um, we have some of the more prominent community members joining us here every week on the fireside on discord members from the enf top block producers top app developers uh, and also a bunch of users and content creators as well so it's great great place to ask some questions and get some excellent answers Um, All right, so just a bit of housekeeping before we get started. Remember to state your name when you're jumping on the mic and chatting with us. Uh, Of course, we're doing our pop token giveaway in the pop bot chat. You can go claim yours right now. And the road to 10K promo is still going on. So we're up to 5,590 members in the EOS Discord server and we're giving away prizes once we reach 6,000. So get out there, generate your own link and invite some friends over to the server and uh, win some prizes. All right, 
Welcome to Leap 3.1, EOS Independence Day. It arrived. Uh, we had the go no-go call this morning. From what I understand, everything went smoothly, which is awesome. Um, we had, of course, a great tweet by the EOS Network Foundation here that I'll share in the chat. Um, you know, they're saying it's official. The EOS Network has successfully completed its consensus upgrade to Antelope IO Leap 3.1. By doing so, the EOS community has declared independence, exemplifying the new balance of power created by Web3. Happy EOS Independence Day, rocket ship emoji. Um, yeah, absolutely. So the go or no go call happened this morning. Um, so at this point, uh, I'd like to invite Daniel to speak a bit about how it went uh, from his perspective, as he's been hosting these calls for quite a while now. Hey, Steph, thanks for the intro. Happy in EOS Independence Day, everybody. Uh, like, like Steph said, it was a, a went smoothly. We, we met 1,200 UTC this morning to start the go-no-go no go call with the planned activation at 1,300 UTC. Uh, we were joined by close to 50 people on the call, maybe even more. Um, representation from pretty much all of the top block producers, uh, members of the community, you know, EOS support was on the line there. We had, uh, you know, the regular attendees of the Leap Upgrade Launch Group. Uh, so this was culmination of 32 weeks now straight. We've been meeting every week. So we started started planning for this big upgrade in February. And uh, and it and, and it's, yeah, it represents a huge milestone for the EOS community. Uh, it's like, like we're calling it, EOS Independence Day. This is the first time we're upgrading to software that's fully owned and controlled by the community. We're forked off from Block One's repository, which had gone stale, was no longer being supported, was no longer representing the needs of the community. Um, we were, you know, lots of issues going unsolved, node operators struggling with, with the tools that were available. And um, now we have actually a community led. Uh, you know, spearheaded by the EOS Network Foundation, but really driven by the community. All, all of the features being added are, uh, you know, the, the issues being submitted by the, the people using the software for the first time in, in a long time. Uh, so it's really excited that now we've got software that actually represents the needs of the community. And uh, it's a huge signal to the rest of the, the, whole, the whole ecosystem, not just within EOS, but all of Web3 uh, serves in as an example of, what's possible in web three, you know, a com the community taking control of the software, taking control of our own destiny and kicking out the bad actors and moving forward on a new path. Um, so big shout out again to the community, to everybody involved. Thank you to EO support for, for all the support through all this, um, you know, giving support to DAP developers and, and exchanges. Thank you to all the top 21 and standby DPs who've been joining. Um, to the regular attendees, I'll give a special shout out to uh, EOS USA, EOS Sphere, and EOS Soul. They're three of the BPs that I saw joining pretty much every single um, of of these updates of the of the upgrade calls over the last thirty two weeks. Uh, so special mention to them, um, and as shout out to the EOS Nation team. And I was I was coordinating, leading these calls, but. A lot of support in the background from from folks on our team, like Matthew Darwin, who was kind of our tech guru, 
doing a lot of the tech support on the back end. Danny Carrier, he's our master of the MSIGs, uh, doing a lot of testing on the smart contract side. Uh, Hal was was in the background, knocking on doors, making sure all the BPs are are aware and upgraded. Uh, and shout out to to you, Steph, and and the Dot Gems team for for all the uh, you know the awareness you've been helping to spread. Um, so yeah, with that, unless there's any questions from anybody, maybe I can turn it over to uh, to Matthew to talk more kind of from the from the node operator perspective, what this means and and how it went. Yeah, thanks, Daniel. Happy Independence Day. It's been a long journey, that's for sure. Um, I think uh, the community would probably be surprised, or maybe not, about how much work goes on behind the scenes to make something happen today where really nothing happens. You know, uh, Daniel asked me uh, after the, the somebody pushed the button to make it go live, hey, what's happening? Nothing. Perfect. This is what we want from an operator perspective. The network is operating smoothly. Things are still working. There's no big crisis. So um, it represents a huge amount of planning in order to do all that. And we couldn't do that without the great development team we have with the ENF and OCI as the partners. It's been fantastic to work hand-in-hand -hand with the technical team. Uh, who Many of them have been around since the beginning. But now, you know, they're fully dedicated to working on the public blockchain infrastructure. Um, so uh, kudos to them as well uh, for this. Um, I think they're still looking at some some stats They're from our infrastructure. We can see right after the consensus upgrade, a lot of nodes dropped off. They're no longer connected uh, to the peer-to-peer. -peer. So it seems like not quite everybody got the message that they need to upgrade their infrastructure. So I imagine over the next days or weeks, there will be lots of messages from a few people. Oh, how do we upgrade? Um, and we'll help them a lot. There's been a lot of people from the technical uh, teams hand-holding each um, you know, application, exchange, general operators, um, just helping them with uh, what needs to be done with this upgrade. This is the most complex upgrade that has ever been done on EOS. We've only done a couple, but this one, um, because we were starting from an old code base, not the latest one, removed some features, added some features, changed some features, made something not compatible. <laughs> it just generated um, a lot, a lot of questions uh, and challenges for the upgrade. Future upgrades are going to be much smoother, uh, pretty sure. So. So anyway, everything uh, you know operationally was calm and collected and worked. So great job on for everybody on the planet. Yeah. Hey guys, can you hear me? It's Martin. Hey, hey Martin. Hey Martin. <laughs> hey me. Hey everyone. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I can second that. What what Matthew just said, uh, uh, the upgrade happened and nothing happened uh, at the Web3 conference. We had a couple of people standing around our, our stand and we said, hey, we got an upgrade going on and we do the hard fork and this is what's going on. And they saw the countdown. And then when the countdown happened, you know, <laughs> like nothing happened. A lot of people asked, what's happening right now? What's happening right now? 
and uh, they were like, um, we said, hey, everything runs smoothly. It's perfect. The, uh, everything that we worked on for the last uh, time, uh, what the community has been working on is is great. And now we're just like, um, what I learned from, from Denis um, while we were standing there is like that all the features uh, went live at the same time. Unlike to previous upgrades where we had upgrades and then we had the upgrade and then the features were turned on once you know once when everybody agreed on but with this upgrade all the features were turned on all at once in one major upgrade and i think that this went smoothly is like a major major uh i don't know progress something uh, a great success i would say uh as far as i know all the features available uh, are right now and that means a big step also for trusty vm Absolutely. Thanks. Uh, thanks for jumping on here, Martin, and sharing your perspective and uh, saying hi from the uh, W3 Vision conference. I'm very jealous I couldn't be there with you guys. Um, but there's a video yeah. from this morning. You guys uh, zoomed in on the call. I'll share the link to the clip here in the chat for those who want to check it out. Yeah, and I was just going to say, just to add to Martin's comments there about all the features being active activated so all the features activated the core smart contracts were upgraded and now the chain is ready for evm all the required protocol features are ready so onwards and upwards with the next uh, set of things we're working on yeah and, and we'd love to hear from uh from all of you what do you what are you guys uh how are you feeling what what were you doing this morning were you on the were you watching the go no go call did it remind you of two thousand eighteen uh yeah let's uh let's hear some some comments from everyone Oh yeah, probably not. All right, I gotta take my nap while I'm listening. Hey, Patty, huh? I'm gonna have to. I'm gonna have to mute you again, Patty. But uh, when you do that on your own, let me know. I'll mute you. No one, no, no one else. Uh, no one here was uh, listening to the go, go no call. Let's see some. Let's see some ones in the voice chat. If you were <clears throat> listening live uh, on the go no go call this morning, I'll jump in. Well, real quick. Yes, Brandon, get in there. Yeah. I mean, I remember listening to the original Go No Go callback 2018 from a cramped little apartment in Detroit and uh, just getting goosebumps as the network went live. And this was so satisfying and gratifying to <clears throat> get to this point. And uh, yeah, I really feel like we've, we've come full circle and now at EOS Independence, um, I don't know. It felt felt even more kind of amazing the second time because now it's we just have this <clears throat> the wisdom of you know all the the long the long arduous road we've traveled to to carry with us now and <clears throat> yeah it's very satisfying. I'm so appreciative of all the engineers and everybody that made that go so smoothly today. It was freaking amazing. Congratulations, everybody. Shout out to the ENF. I think I missed them in my in my uh, shout outs there earlier. Uh, again, they were also heavily involved, you know, heavily engaged throughout, joining all the calls, 
uh, and responsible for much of the software stuff. And I guess OCI uh, as well. You know, it's no longer just Block One building this thing. It's a community initiative, ENF devs, OCI, and other contributors. So it's it's an amazing time, I think. I think one of the highlights for me was was when Martin and Denny and the gang tuned in from from the conference. It was pretty cool to see live from the the conference floor what's going on over there and and getting kind of a little bit of a read from how what are people saying about EOS. Uh, so it was a nice nice timing that that was going on on the day during the go no go call. It's kind of kind of cool little segue. Yeah, it was perfect that we that we guys could join in. Um, and to be honest, like a lot of people don't know. A lot of people that we met, uh, Sudip said on the call that uh, he met some people who still had EOS wallets from back in the day, and they were curious about what's happening, and they were surprised of, of the progress that we've made. And like basically turning around the ship over the last two years, they were like, whoa, that's happening. They were like distracted by other things and they were really impressed by the story that, that's that's going on. And then there are all these other people, like the, the Web3 conference, as I said, like um, not Web3, W3 Vision, um, is basically like a digital marketing comp uh, affair. But everything is now about Web3 and everything there is about NFTs and, and they all learn about what's going on and like telling them about uh, the possibilities that we have on EOS and, and the, the tools that are already available and basically like battle tested. People are impressed. People are seriously impressed about what we can do because I, I met uh, a bunch of people that they say, Hey, you can easily spin up your DAO. And then you ask like some serious, some simple questions about like, okay, how, how easy is it to get like jurisdictive clarity uh, how easy it is to get imp to implement like soulbound to uh, NFTs, all these things they didn't have answers. And then I can tell them, hey, look, you know, we got HyperDAO launching in like six months on on EOS, and it's like really like out of the box DAO. That's super super um, the resonance that we get there um, about what we're building here is is really good. So that's something that that I can just tell from W3 Vision. Um, people are impressed by what EOS has to offer and they really need to learn about what is possible in Web3 already because the promise is there, but like the tools available, a lot of blockchains, a lot of layer ones are still missing like fundamental tools that we have as, at our disposal already thanks to the, to, the, to the community building these things, but also thanks to the ENF um, really funding the projects that had, had made progress over the last two, two or three years. So yeah, I'm looking forward to have another day tomorrow talking to people that are passionate about um, Web3. And this, this um, year's Independence Day, like that was just something, hey, you, just, you guys are not celebrating this bigger <laughs> because it's such a massive thing. <laughs> The, the decentralization aspect of it, like uh, having like not just uh, um, not just like having the the hype words around decentralization, but basically going forward and, and forking out block one. That's something that happened like way back. Is such a major step for a layer one blockchain that a lot of people don't realize yet how powerful this is. And I think 
what we did today is just the last step of making this a reality. So kudos to all the developers who, who helped pushing forward the, the protocol, really, because that's essential, you know, what, what our community is all about. And yeah, again, well said. Sorry, happy that it all went so No, happy that it went smoothly. I was sitting there and we had people there. Okay, like push the button. And Denise said, like, oh, you know, we need to we need to push the button. Who's pushing the button? And it all went super smooth. So, and of course it was Max Cho as usual pushing the button. <laughs> yeah. Good as the Max Cho. <laughs> but but that's the cool thing. Like Max Cho as a non-developer, he was like available. He was there on every call that you had, right, Daniel? From the Korean community, he was there all the time. <laughs> We'd make sure he was around to execute the contract. I think he executed all the um original ENF contracts in the first uh Eden uh, deposit to the treasury last year. He's just like, he's he's the transaction execution king. Um, I think he'll be with, uh, not, not like with him explicitly, but I think he'll be uh, at the same conference as Eve uh, tomorrow and Friday, the Upbit Developer Conference in uh, Busan, uh, South Korea. I know Max is going to be there. I think uh, Han's there. Eve's there with um, Damien, one of the board members um, from the ENF. Um, so just to kind of share some of what Eve has shared with, with us internally is really good meetings in Seoul yesterday. He basically got off a plane in Seoul late last night, uh, had a couple really good meetings, uh, traveled from Seoul to uh, Busan today, had more meetings. Um, and then the next two days is uh, the Upbit Developer Conference. And um, Martin, you saw... Um, in Cologne today and everyone who watched the live stream video and saw the booth in the background and saw Sadiq and everyone from the Zeissan team, it was an entire team working that booth and we're planning, like we're, we're leaving for Singapore on Friday and like we're going through the same thing for our conference, like multiple people required, multiple shifts to cover the days, they're really long, they're exhausting. And like, I don't think this has been shared, but Eve is literally manning the ENF booth in Korea by himself. It is him and a board member of the ENF. That's it. There, there's no uh, like like models. There's no uh, like staff helping. It's literally just him posting up in that booth uh, all day for the next two days. And it sounds like since he's landed, it's just been bang, 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 constant meetings. He's only in Korea for a very limited time. It was important enough for him to change his travel schedule to make it to Korea because at, at one point it didn't seem like it was going to happen. Uh, we had already booked our uh, itineraries to go to Singapore. So he booked uh, from Ottawa to Singapore and then uh, UDC reached out. So initially we were trying to get um, a keynote speaking spot at a bit developer conference. And if we were able to um, get a keynote spot, we, we definitely, would have just planned to go from the start it would have been totally worthwhile to to attend but then that didn't happen then it was kind of like well we'll make it there another time we know we need to go there we we, we want to show our appreciation but maybe another time and then like two three weeks later um udc reached out and they said hey we we really want you to come like we will literally give you the booth space uh no cost we just want you guys to attend 
So we, we accepted that invite, and just because of the, the timing, no one else could go. Everyone, like, I'll be in, in Singapore for 10 days, like, with travel on both sides, and then leaving again five days later to go to Dubai. Pat, like, Patty's in Singapore. It, it, it just, manpower-wise, we just didn't have it. But yet, like, <laughs> we accepted it anyway, and uh, just wanted to point it out. We are talking about Max, talking about Korea. But um, hopefully we'll get some some nice selfies and pics tomorrow from people from the uh, Korean EOS community, because it's 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 been a while since uh, there has been any EOS presence in Korea. Um, I, I think since at least 2019, uh, but no really large one since 2018, uh, with the first EOS community conference. So that'll kind of set the tone. Well, I guess I guess today in Cologne set the tone because it became public when. Uh, the the kind of background and everything got got live streamed today, but hopefully that'll continue tomorrow because it just never stops. Like like this is global. So today in Cologne, tomorrow in Busan, South Korea, and then uh, Sunday uh, we'll all be arriving in Singapore. And the meetings start on Sunday. The conference doesn't begin until Wednesdays, but it's it's every it's go 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 every single day. Because these in-person in conversations and touch points with the wider um, ecosystem, and they're so important. Like you said, Martin, nobody really knows what's happening here. Like we know, because we're we're here every day. Like we're we're like the inner circle of what's going on. And more and more people are are starting to hear and pay attention, but it, but it's still a very very small portion of. of like web three as it exists today of, of the community very very few people still know so that that tells me that there's still incredible upside because what i've been experiencing is everyone i meet who um gives me their ear to allow me to tell the story to them like they're just blown away and, and they're blown away even further when they know that everything i just told them happened in one year um it just happened yesterday so we were um pitching around the um the blog article under embargo for uh, like external medias to pick it up. And then the block reached out late afternoon yesterday. It's like the block wants to talk to you. Do you have time? Yeah. Uh, two hour phone call with, with the journalist who wrote that story in the block yesterday. And he was absolutely blown away. He, he, he drank from the EOS fire hose and was just so intrigued by by everything that's happened and then following up the call just dumping all of these these links and blue papers and reference materials to just make his job easy and then uh seeing the story that they published today it was just really really solid uh st straight coverage that that eos just didn't see before there was there was no no one i mean not saying no one was building these relationships but it just wasn't able to happen at this scale there was no there was no coordination. There was no leadership. No one knew who to reach out to, and it's it's changing. And I've had so many conversations that I can't even count of how many um, people's opinions were able to turn just just from like a little bit of a discussion and just a little bit of um, giving them insight into into what's been happening here. It's 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 truly amazing, and I don't know if everyone can kind of feel it right now because i mean even though it's been a year and we've accomplished a lot it, it, there's still a lot more to do and there's still a lot more people who don't know about it and who haven't joined us in our efforts but there's there's something really special going on here and w whether um everyone realizes that or not it, it is something that's happening
Like, like I could feel it and, and it keeps getting stronger. And I think um, it, it's really going to be impossible to ignore um, once we get, I, I get my boots on the ground um, on Sunday in, in Singapore because it's just going to be kind of like spray and pray. Um, lots of lots of meetings, lots of introductions. Also, lot, lots of meeting people face-to-face for the first time. We're, we work with all of these different groups globally distributed a, a, across the world, and we, we don't always get, get to see, see them or speak to them or, or definitely haven't seen <laughs> human beings from the U.S. community in person in quite some time. So I'm really, really looking forward to it. And like I said, I, I think something really special is going on here, and I hope uh, everyone else can kind of see and feel it as well. Yes, like absolutely. Like the the the, I want to congratulate uh, Eve and and also you, like, and the ENF for making that appearance in Korea. Like personal appearances, going face to face, as you just just goes such a long way. It's a it's a really closer connection, um, and you guys being there is is it's going to be very important for the future of EOS. I I I'm, I can vouch for this because I've been there. I've been working in Asia for for the last two three years for for the EOS community and EOS Nation, and like I've been there with with Eve in 2018, and it's it's been it's been really strong since then. And all the all the networking and all the connections that we made there back then are still working and are still valid because we met the people in person. And right now, in this situation, in the overall Web three market, like a lot of people think, like you guys are so enthusiastic right now still even. Even though in the bear market, they're impressed. They're like asking what's going on with EOS because we are really like really excited about what's happening in the next few months and in, in, in what we've accomplished. And it's not something that we're just hyping it. It's genuine excitement about the developments and, and the productivity that's going on in our ecosystem. And uh, I think just communicating this face-to-face in person is mega powerful. And it's, it's awful in the moment, but it also creates a memory. It creates like long-term connections where you meet the people, you 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 talk about the philosophy, like the the fundamental philosophies of Web three. Like as I said earlier, like the um, the, um, the 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 fair where uh, Web three Web uh, W3 Vision is integrated in is just a digital marketing company. But all the people are excited about like. NFTs and, and Web3, but when we talk to them, like they really see the future. They, they really see like what's going on with, with DAOs. They, they, they see what's going on uh, with moving these concepts and ideas forwards for two to three to five years to 10 years and, and fundamentally rebuilding um, how the yeah, internet, or how digital works. Oh. Am I disconnected? All right, you're back. You're back. You're back. We lost you for <laughs> yes, maybe 15 sorry. seconds. All Very good, sad to miss that part of your speech. It's a good speech so no, far. Uh, <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. I don't know where I interrupted, but like, yeah, I want to congratulate everyone for the work they've been done. And really go out there, share what's going on in the EOS community, and uh, people will be eating it up because there's really something great going on here, and we're making good progress. And I get this, I get this feedback from everyone that I've been talking to today, and I'm super excited for tomorrow, the second day of uh, W3 Vision.
You guys, you guys are getting me really excited, not going to lie. Um, and it is super exciting to think of uh, the potential that what we've done over the last year, it, it's not, it's, it hasn't been realized yet because people don't even know about it yet. So it's not like we're out there announcing things we'll do in the future. Zach and Eve are out there showcasing what they've done in the last year. And it's a lot for sure. So very exciting stuff. And th thanks for, for jumping on again, Martin. Yeah, did you want to jump in and uh, maybe talk a bit about your experience today? Let's see if I server on YouTube. Nope, doesn't sound like Anna's able to talk. Uh, but yeah, anyone else want to jump on here, share some thoughts? Now's the time to do it. Actually, I want to share some thoughts. Um, that article that Zach mentioned, um, I know most of you probably didn't rush to click to read it because you assume you kind of know everything that's in there, uh, which may be true, but it's actually a really, really good article and I would actually encourage you guys to click it and read through it. Um, I did today and I thought it was, you know, a very clear and concise explanation of the tech implications for this Leap 3.1 upgrade that we did this morning and also very clear and concise explanation of the history of EOS relationship with Block 1 and how how that relates to the software upgrade from this morning and all that. And overall, uh, really well written, not very long. So if you guys want to share, you know, some context about what happened today with, with some outsiders, I would, I would suggest sharing this, uh, this blog article. Um, yeah, it was really, really good. That, that's another thing that's been noticeable yeah, over the last uh, couple months is the third party content, the organic content that's just being generated in, in the World Wide Web is getting more and more accurate. Like initially, like only we could tell the story. And now that there, there's these pieces and breadcrumbs all over the place that are getting more and more accurate. Like whenever um, we did the, the Antelope rebrand, for example, the, I, I forget which publication it was, but it was seriously better written than, than something I would have written. And that's that's because like one, there's more people paying attention. Two, there's more people asking questions to to get clarifications. Where as before, um, a, a lot of the, the media, I mean, they they wouldn't reach out to the right people a lot of times or anyone at all. So there would be no one to kind of give clarity. And now that we have those connections w with the media and those relationships, we, that we continue to build, like like it's just gonna. Um, the ability to tell this story is just going to continue to get better. And I, I do agree that, that um, the piece was really well written. No, knowing how much information I gave and for him to kind of uh, hone it down into something digestible and from the not have uh, hung up on me and actually enjoyed the conversation uh, was awesome. And um I also think he's he's related to some of you guys. It seems like his last name's Nation. Is he related to EOS Nation by any chance? Uh, it's very possible. We have relatives all over the world, all, all in all places. Uh, so yeah, it's very possible. He's part of the Nation crew. But yeah, I'm super excited for you, Zach, to be able to share your story of everything you've done over the last year. I know you work... Uh, you work very hard, you're very busy, um, and uh, hopefully, yeah, 
yeah, I'm excited for you basically and for, for all of you us too, of course. I'm going to call someone out for you, Steph. Yes, do it. Nathan James, come on up. I think Hello, what you're friend. doing with the developer hub is quite, quite interesting. The, the mock-ups and everything I saw recently got me a little bit excited. Um, what's the latest update on that for the community? Today has just been full of excitement, has it not? You guys were talking about stuff earlier. You have me excited. Now we're talking about the dev hub. Uh, so the latest updates are we're deep into creating courses at the moment, uh, which will be filling out and fleshing out the initial phase of the developer hub. Uh, we're going to actually open this up to the community after, so the community can come and create courses. The intention for the developer hub, of course, is not for the ENF to continue to maintain it long-term but for everybody outside in the community to actually pick it up and start uh, using it as a place to centralize uh, content and, and creation of uh, education materials for people who are either coming into the ecosystem or just want to expand their knowledge of the ecosystem, whether it's uh, development in terms of programming or uh, other aspects of creating applications and whatnot on EOS. Uh, I don't want to give away too much right now. I don't think it's uh, fair to the dev hub. I like a little bit of excitement around it, a little mystery. All right, all right. It's looking very cool, though. <laughs> I know. I'm going to ask a stupid question now. What's a dev hub? Uh, so the dev hub is uh, it's a course... Think of it kind of like Udemy style, uh, where it's video courses that you can follow and start learning about everything that is EOS. There's also a couple other places there. So we've talked about this in one of the previous uh, firesides where it's a learn to earn. So you're able to learn, and then there's a there's a couple different pathways within the developer hub where you can start earning based on the things that you learned. You can get uh, you know funding from Pomelo, stuff from the grant framework. There's a couple other goodies that I not ready to share yet. Uh, you'll see it when it goes live. And then there's, of course, a discovery uh, side of this where you can go and see all of the things that are currently built in the network so that you understand the various puzzle pieces that you can use to put together applications and just everything else that you might need to build a project on EOS. Love it. Learn to earn sounds awesome. Um, and does it also integrate how other, like, for example, how can you utilize uh, Trusty VM? This is also integra integrated because that's a lot of the questions that I'm getting from people at the W3 Vision. There are some yeah. some people that, that ask, they already got code on, on Solidity, but they want to move to a more scalable solution. Uh, does the DevHub integrate does Trusty VM? Uh, uh, I can not at the moment, but it's... Oh, go ahead. I, I could take that. It, it doesn't need to. Like, that's what's special about the EVM. It's it's 100% fully top to bottom compatible with Ethereum. All of the documentation, all of the toolings, everything that exists uh, in the Ethereum community is, is usable with Trust EVM. And like you said, it, it's a more scalable solution, the most, most performant on the market. And that'll be showcased with actual benchmarks. So it'll be more than words 
more than marketing, it, it will be the most performant and, and fully compatible. So we don't have, like, we're focused on, or like Nathan's focused on increasing the adoption of, of EOS native at the, at, at the proto, like the base layer, because that's how you're going to get the most uh, feature-rich experience, uh, being able to leverage um, the best of the best. But as we know, like we're, we're still behind a little bit. We're behind on documentation. We're behind on educational materials. We're building out the SDKs. We're building out like tools like IBC, better resource management. So all of these things are kind of in, in the works. And that, that's definitely the goal is, is to increase the, the adoption of the native blockchain. But um, it, it's just such a huge door that opens up because of the trust EVM. And that, that's why this is such a strategic bet because it allows us to go from zero to 100 w without having to do all of the normal things that you would have to do to build out an ecosystem and create a network effect. Like we're, we're in the process of creating that um, for, for native EOS, but, but for trust EVM, like, nothing needs to be done. It just needs, it needs to work. So the documentation will, will be very simple for developers. Here, here's you connect to RPC nodes and just deploy your contracts and things just work. Um, so one thing that will make it work better is um, getting uh, the partnerships and, and the deployment of useful applications on EVM chains. So there's the technology itself, but the real superpower of Ethereum is the, the tooling and the open source code and the developer community around it. Um, but for a lot of the applications, it does require um, additional contracts to, to be deployed. So, for example, like Chainlink oracles. So those are a building block for building certain kinds of DeFi. So if you don't have the oracles on, on your chain, then it's lacking that. If you don't have Gnosis safe, you don't have multi-sigs. So that, that'll be the most important thing I see um, when, when launching uh, the EVM. Because like the text there, the the knowledge base is there, the developers are there. Um, it's really just giving them the, those final tools that they're going to need to to build great applications, and that also ties back into the 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 work in Singapore next week and the work that's just been happening in the background that there's not a lot of updates on, but those connections and partnerships are happening because that's really what's going to make the Trust EVM successful. It has all of the different ingredients to succeed, but you need the, the, the ecosystem partners and, and the, the ecosystem builders to, to take it across the finish line. I'm, I'm really confident that, that we'll be able to do that. Um, but yeah, from, from the developer standpoint though, it, it's, it's parity uh, with Ethereum. So basically plug and play to scalability. Sounds good. I'm going to use this as my tagline tomorrow at W Provision. I mean, it, it's EOS isn't necessarily the first chain to, to have a really um, good experience with their EVM. So, Patty could speak to this. Uh, when we were in Toronto um, a couple month ago, month and a half ago at this point for Blockchain Futurists, there were projects that just had all of these different logos on their boards of all these different EVM chains like Matic, AVAX, Ethereum itself, BSC. And they were like, what's EOS? They just didn't know. Is it an EVM chain? And there's so many. And when we said it's coming, they're like, great, like, get a hold of us. We'll, we'll deploy there too. 
And that's the case for a lot of projects. They, it's, it's not difficult. Once you have everything built, it's not difficult to deploy it to a new chain. So really what, what separates the different places it's deployed is one performance, uh, then second, the community. So and, and the ecosystem around it. So that's the part that um, we need to continue focusing on is uh, the community. And that's always my, my focus for EOS and by extension, uh, the EVM also, because these applications need and, and users and things like that. But I, I'm, I'm very confident that um, once, it's, once everything's live, one, it's going to impress a lot of people because it, the level of um, complexity and um, how, how advanced this uh, EVM is, is it, it's hard to describe. Like we have right now, um, our best engineers within the ENF have kind of uh, jumped in to take the EVM across the finish line. So it's not just the EVM team, the EVM team and the ENF's best engineers. And if you need um, to kind of understand how <laughs> good they really are, uh, I, I suggest reading um, Brandon published um, these uh, interviews with Areg and, and Bucky, for example, um, on the ENF blog, uh, is Architects of Consensus um, series. And that's just two of the engineers. Like there's, at this point, I don't even know how many we have on our team, 12, 14. It, it, we have a lot of engineers right now and, and they're all really good. And four, five, six of them, I, I'm not sure the number, are dedicating a lot of time to EVM right now. Uh, it ramped up recently to uh, get this across the finish line. And I'm uh, super, super uh, pumped to get it across the finish line. It's still um, going to be a little bit. It, it's a couple weeks, maybe even a month or so behind. Um, but having the conversations and having, we're starting to see the benchmarks. So at the Twitter Spaces event, uh, the 600 swaps per second metric was was shared, and that, that there will be more metrics like that um, that go over kind of the um, the methodology of how those numbers were come up with, also. But um, um it's just another uh, amazing thing. It's another talking point to, to to have these conversations in person and online and on calls. Is you have that common ground. So if right now it's like just like the EOS ecosystem for a long time kind of lived within its own bubble. And, and a lot of people in here missed out on um, like DeFi summer and things like that because they're just in the EOS bubble or, or whatever bubble they're in. And it's kind of the same thing in, in the Ethereum world. So there's, there's, there's a bubble around EVM chain. So a lot of people that are familiar with uh, like Matic or Polygon, BSC, Avalanche, ETH, obviously, like that's all they know. Like all these applications that that launched there, they don't really know. They they know of it. They know of the names of maybe EOS or or Cardano or these other Solana, Polkadot, these non EVM chains. But by having the EVM on EOS, it gives that common ground. So I made like that. This person, some person that we meet might not know much about EOS, but, but they're, they're very knowledgeable of Ethereum. So it's just a, a much easier conversation to have when you have that um, initial connection with someone. You have this common ground that you could discuss. And like you said, Martin, like a, a lot of the, these developers and, and teams, like they, they want to be 
where um, the gas fees are low, where the performance is high, the reliability is high. And that, that's going to be an, another thing that, that's interesting about um, the EVM is um, the incentive model for, for the read access uh, on the network itself. So to actually have uh, a token model that incentivizes read access. And, and what that means is typically there, there's fee models for write access. So when you push a transaction to a blockchain, you typically pay for the gas fee or on EOS, you have to have power up or resources to push the transaction. But there, there's this hidden cost that exists on every blockchain, including EOS, where, so for example, like Graymass and EOS Nation and everyone who provides these, these top tier API services that are globally distributed and highly performant, there's no incentive mechanism for, for those read accesses. Whenever um, so, someone could get tap into all of these APIs and uh, really, really push the limits on, on how much access to the data they're getting, and it, it's, it's free, it, it's, there, there's no incentive. And that's something that's it, it's been discussed over the years um, within EOS is like, um, at one point, there weren't a whole lot of... Uh, a API providers. So the reason behind that is just the, the incentives weren't aligned. Um, like block, block production is a whole separate thing. Uh, the block producers, if you look at them like miners, their job is to produce blocks. All of the extra things that they do are value adds. It's great that they do them. I highly appreciate that they do them. But um, with all of these other funding buckets and Pomelo and things like that, like the expectation is kind of uh, to, to produce blocks. And then you look at um, an ecosystem like Ethereum, and as everyone knows, like 90% of all of the API calls, they all go through uh, Infura. In, in, like 90%. When Infura goes down, every exchange suspends withdrawals and deposits. MetaMask doesn't work. Uh, the, the Ethereum world kind of stops the few times that uh, Infura has gone down. And... Over the last week, they actually announced, Infura did, that they're planning to kind of try to build a, a decentralized version of Infura, which, which will kind of distribute some of those services. So it's not just a single entity providing APIs to 90% of the applications. Well, with Trust EVM, like this is kind of already built. Like it, it's like merging Infura into an EVM chain because the incentives are there for, for read access which means that there, there's incentives for a robust um, ecosystem of R RPC API providers so that, that it's, it's distributed. And, and there's an incentive model for the RPC node operators uh, to, to provide that read access and read access, obviously. So I, I think um, there's still a lot of um, thoughts and ideas and visuals that still need to be um, e either written, created, or published. But as someone very knowledgeable of the product, because I've been heavily involved since the beginning and on all of the calls and in all the chats, like, like I'm telling you, it's, it's, it's something different. It's something innovative. It's something that's never been done before, and it's highly performant. So that's, that's another, <laughs> all of the things to get excited about, like that, that's just one more thing to add. It's like there's just, it's almost like there's too, too many things, which is a good problem.
I was just going to say get... to Zach that it's really hard to keep up with all the stuff the ENF is doing. Yes, <laughs> it is. <laughs> it's just like today we're working on this, tomorrow we're working on that, then you work on this and these other four things, and it's like. And I'm only looking at like the tech stuff. Never mind everything else. And I, it's hard to keep up. I mean, it's it's hard. This is Brandon. It's hard, <clears throat> even for me to keep up with everything the ENF is doing. And I'm right in the you know middle of a lot of things. I think Zach has probably the best bird's eye view of anybody, and I think even he's starting to have a hard time keeping up with everything that's going on. So it's a lot. There's a lot going on. It's been hard keeping up just what's going on within EOS Nation. That's that's something we've been struggling with ourselves. We're getting better at it. Getting the whole our teams have grown pretty quickly. We're up to over thirty five people now on the EOS Nation team. Everyone's working on all kinds of things. Uh, and today we actually just had a great all team call, sharing what all what we're all working on. It was it's awesome to see all the amazing things happening just within one yeah. team within this. Ecosystem. I, I learned about new things we're doing today actually on the call, uh, but it was great. Yeah. And uh, definitely super exciting, staying up to date on everything. Um, obviously, hosting the fireside, hosting the hot sauce with Martin. Martin helps a lot. Cure, you know, scanning the environment for all the stories, and there's always tons of stuff to talk about. And it's super exciting. I remember at one point when we were doing the, the EOS hot sauce, like a few years ago, we would struggle for stories some weeks, and it's like we were digging deep to, to fill some airtime. These days, it's like, okay, we can't, this this cut, this is cut, that's cut. We're going to mention this very briefly, and, you know, we got all these other stories, and we try to keep it into a reasonable amount of time anyways, on the hot sauce anyways. Um, which, yeah, it's great. Which, yeah, I mean, like, should indicate to anyone listening, any any uh, anyone who has, like, plucky journalistic um, tendencies in the community that wants to cover what's going on, there's room, there's so much happening in the EOS ecosystem and now the whole antelope, you know, ecosystem together. So yeah, I mean, I definitely encourage more content creators and people to get involved and see how you can, uh, yeah, produce excellent content and find a, find a, find a home for yourself. For sure. For sure. Um, all right. It's been about it an hour on this EOS Independence Day first topic. Um, that was great. Thanks for everyone who participated, share their thoughts and, and opinions. Um, we'll keep going here with today's agenda. Um, let's see, is Chris Barnes still uh, hanging out with us for an update on the EVM Ideathon? Yes, definitely still here. This has been a, a riveting conversation. Loving everything I'm hearing. It's awesome. Um, okay, hey, hey, yeah, hey, switching hey, gears. Hey. Of course, of course. So yeah, switching gears a little bit. Uh, so the EVM X Ideathon has kicked off pretty impressively after it's only been live for less than three days. And we've got 44 participants already registered. That's a, a great start. The opening ceremony was streamed on Monday. So if you haven't seen that, head over to the Helios YouTube channel. If you type Helios and then EOS, it should uh, pop up. And that was a live stream, 24 minutes long, an introduction to the, the whole event. So uh, give that a watch. Uh, also, so if you go to the DevPost uh, website for the hackathon, so 
that maybe someone can throw that into the chat. I'll do that shortly if someone else could. But if you go there under the resources section of the site, the basically there's a bunch of series of workshops and live streams that are also coming one a week. The first one is going to be this Friday, Design Thinking Workshop. All of the links to those are now there. So if you want to kind of populate your calendar so you don't miss any of these, grab those links, create an invite for yourself so you make sure you catch those. Those are live events with a moderator um, or presenter who you can then ask questions to. So if you have questions about your idea and, and thinking through the design of your idea, you want to be on that live stream. At worst case, you can always watch it later to get the information. But if you really want to get the most out of that, it pays to be live. Then, of course, we've got a pitch deck workshop. Part of the big part uh, aspect of the idea-thon is to create a pitch about your idea and then deliver it. Well, what goes into a good pitch? Helios, we're experts on this, so at least I'm not, but folks on the team are. So Gabriel Shaw is going to be giving a pitch deck workshop. Again, if you're there live, you can actually ask questions of Gabriel, um, which I think is the, the really way to maximize his time, your time, and make the most of your idea and your pitch. And then there's a series of other uh, workshops as well. We've got an antelope introduction coming uh, to us from folks from the ENF. We've got uh, also tokenomics gamification. That's going to be led by Darren Swords of the UX team. So if you've been following what's going on with the EOSIO coalition, uh, now known as Antelope Coalition, pardon me, uh, an old habit to break. Um, Darren is a key figure of the... Another finger. I know. (laughs) Another finger gone. Um, So yeah, so Darren's a brilliant guy. Uh, I encourage you, if you haven't heard of him, I'm sure you have by now, but he's uh, one of the key key folks behind uh, the UX network origin team. Uh, he's a tokenomics wizard. He's going to be doing a workshop about that. So if you have an idea that might involve a token with your idea, uh, then and also for the the EVM GameFi track, right? So don't forget, there's a whole other track tied to building a real life application. It requires code, but you might have a token. You could still benefit from this tokenomics gamification workshop with Darren. And then finally, we've got community development and building with Chris Waxa from the Helios team as well as the final workshop. Again, that would be useful for both ideas and the Trust EVM applications because every good application needs a community built around it and marketing. So so those are all there. Uh, I want to do one quick uh, kind of just clarification on the rules. I've seen this question pop up, and that's basically if you already have a project, can you still apply to the Ideathon? And so I'm just going to read what, what the rules here say about this. And it says, new and existing projects. Projects must be either newly created by the entrant or if the entrance project existed prior to the hackathon submission period, it must be significantly modified after the start of the hackathon submission period which began on Monday. So so with that, certainly there's some ambiguity on what the term significantly modified means. It, I mean, it kind of speaks for itself, but regardless, there is ambiguity there. So you could potentially have had an idea or a project that was live in the wild prior to the start of the event on Monday, but if you tweak it, then it could be applicable. But then I'll also note, right, one of the judging criteria is creativity. And that is how unique is the idea? Is this something that we've seen before or a cutting edge idea pushing the limits of what is possible on a public blockchain? So basically, if your idea has already been around as an existing project, well, then it's not necessarily as creative, right, as might be compared to other projects. So just keep that in mind if you have an existing project and you're looking to then enter that into the ideathon. Uh, and what I want to do also is just review on this call again, what are the categories, right? So what, what should you be thinking about for the category? If you've got an idea, can you plug it in? So first of all, with the Trust EVM track, that is to build an on-chain GameFi application for web, mobile, AR, VR app, machine learning model, wearable, or something else, and deploy it on the Trust EVM testnet. So if you're looking at Trust EVM, you've got a team with an actual developer base behind it, and you're going to actually build something. 
That's what you need to do. If you're looking at the ideathon, we have five categories. I'll just read them off again for the sake of reading them. DeFi, decentralized financial instruments or tools that do not rely on a trusted third party or intermediaries and leverage smart contracts on a public blockchain. So that's if you have an idea around a DeFi, that's what it needs to kind of look and fit into. GameFi, play to earn blockchain-based games that provide mechanics to yield economic incentive for players to play or interact with the game. Gov3, so Governance3 is kind of teasing off of that Web3 idea. Decentralized governance services or tools that empower individuals or communities to meaningfully interact and collaborate when establishing consensus on rules and mechanisms by which people distribute power and control. So that's a, it's, it's a mouthful, that one. But if you read that, I think there's a lot of opportunity for different working with people, community building. Think of Eden, right? Eden's a pretty, if Eden hadn't existed prior to this, that would obviously be a really fantastic entrant. Maybe you've got a, a little tweak to the fractally process or to the Eden process that you think might be another way that no one's thought of yet. Enter that. Uh, then we've got Web3, decentralized applications, services, or tools that are explicitly disintermediate, which means remove the middleman of an interaction and value exchange to therefore increase the maximum potential value remitted to or saved by an end user or customer. That really is just, that's that's the catch-all. I think pretty much any idea you might have, if you're not fitting into DeFi, GameFi, Gov3, or Social Good, the last one, it should probably fit into Web3. And finally, Social Good, decentralized applications, services, or tools that leverage a public blockchain while improving the quality of life for the most people in the biggest way. Those are the five categories for the Ideathon. There'll be six prizes for each of those. So lots of prizes to go around. And uh, and it looks like we're going to have some healthy competition. So 44 participants after the first three days, I think is a really good sign. You know, again, share this with your community. If I, I, most folks in here aren't just EOS Maximus, right? I think all of us kind of follow the crypto scene. Well, a lot of us probably do. Share this. Yeah, I know it's hard to say, but we want that, right? The thing is, ideally, we want folks to actually take this idea thon to some of your friends who might have a hard time selling EOS to because they know of the old FUD and whatever, right? Say, hey, whatever you think, you might still have some good ideas that apply to blockchain because you're a blockchain fan. Come show it here. Get some free money. Like this is an opportunity to draw in those eyeballs from those friends to get them to relook at the new EOS, right? The, the day of Independence Day, people need to stare, take their glance and point it towards EOS. This is a way to do that. So definitely encourage folks in this call to try to share this, share the tweets. Follow the ENF Twitter, follow the Helios Twitter. We got lots of uh, lots of tweets coming out and uh, it's a great opportunity to just get get the, the excitement and, and encourage your uh, fellow blockchain friends to have a look. That is the update. That is another great update, Chris. Uh, yeah, exciting stuff. How many more days is um, is this hackathon running for? Uh, I believe 40 days is the countdown, 40, 41 days. So it, it'll be open until October 31st. So afternoon of October 31st, it's a Friday. That's when submissions will end. Um, and I, I should say too, right? So there's in, in this Discord that we're in right now, and if you're listening on YouTube or another streaming mechanism, join the ENF Discord and there's a channel for the hackathon. So if you have questions about the hackathon, go there. And, and ask away. We've got the team, myself, uh, and a few others who are, are ready and willing to answer any questions you might have. And uh, and yeah, yeah. so uh, October 31st, that's when they're all due by. Perfect. So plenty of time for anyone who listens to this uh, to still get involved if they want to. Um, and I could not find that link that you wanted me to share. So maybe you can uh, share that in the voice chat. I'll get those and share them for sure. Uh, also in the voice chat, I noticed uh, Rhett 
came in here and uh, said hi. He says that he has a very unstable connection. Rhett is from EOS Amsterdam and he's representing the ENF and EOS at a lot of these conferences. Uh, so he did that. Uh, he says that they did a very successful first ENF in Amsterdam today, and now they're on their way to uh, Cologne, Germany, for the second Zeisan ENF event, uh, which is uh, yeah, exactly, which is a uh, W3 Vision where uh, Martin and Yana currently are. And then uh, Red says that he'll be back home next week and he'll jump on the fireside to give us an update at that time. Blockchain Spot asks how many teams have joined the hackathon. I think Chris said 40-something teams have registered so far and that they're very happy with that level of participation at this point. Yeah, 44 participants, basically. No, I, I, what I, don't, I don't think that's individual projects. You could have multiple people on one team all signing up. Right. Um, I'm not quite sure how that breaks out, but 44 in three days, uh, I think is quite good. Like We have an opportunity, if we can get this word out, to be one of the kind of bigger, more popular uh, hackathons that DevPost has ever seen. Because this idea-thon has such low barrier to entry, it's such e it's so easy. I mean, everybody can have an idea. Even if you don't think it's great, submit. Because if we can turn this into the, one of the most successful and well-participated events on the DevPost site, which is one of the bigger ones for hackathons globally, that looks really good on EOS. Like this is an opportunity to yet again get like this this could give be free publicity in terms of like the coin desks and like the bigger publications to like holy crap, look at the participation on this EOS blockchain hackathon they had. So it's yet another reason to really get out there and and, and push this this event because it just it could be huge. Totally. Thanks for uh yeah, thanks for asking that question, blockchain spot. All right, um, let's see what else here do we have on the agenda for today. Uh, do we have Lars in the house? Yes, Lars shared an update uh, on Twitter today. Do you want to sh share it with the fireside? Surely. Uh, can you hear me? Yes. Yeah, so uh, first I just want to say I'm so excited for Chris's, uh, well, Chris mentioning the whole like uh, Ideathon uh, initiative and I, I noticed that there's like no limit. I, I don't think there was a limitation of how many times you can enter. So I have at least like four of those like on deck. Some of those I've been like shopping to friends. Like it'd be really cool if we had this on EOS. And so I'm going to definitely be submitting to that a few times. But uh, yeah, so I've been working on this piece for Immutable Realms. Um, there was a there was something that was mentioned a little earlier. I, I kind of was listening to everybody like Zach and everyone just talking about sort of the overwhelming pace of, of like the things that are happening. And that is exactly what's happening with the zine. Um, like they've taken on a life of their own. Like um, the fractal fiction thing was just meant to be basically a excerpt of the zine. And now it's just become this, you know, behemoth of its own uh, making and um and and this, the uh, the actual art and everything uh, i have an excellent interview um with chris barnes who just spoke and um it it's big it's it's really been challenging to try to edit it down to something that can fit in the first issue uh, fortunately immutable realms is going to be like broke up into two smaller issues like two smaller 16 page issues so that one might actually have to be split up between two two issues but um i have an interview with peter grick uh, this really incredible artist that, that uh, 
yeah, European artist that does this kind of surrealist, uh, Giger-esque type of work. And um, that's going to be included in it. But the thing I released this morning, the thing that I've been kind of holding back and waiting for was Independence Day to release the, uh, the, the page of the Ship of Theseus uh, comic. So I'm actually driving right now. I'm not sure if Lovejoy could maybe drop it in the chat for me. He has, uh, I, I mailed him a high-res version of it because I knew I'd be on the road. But uh, yeah, it's this this thing that I read a while ago. I don't remember what rabbit hole I fa- fell down to like learn about the ship of Theseus. But as I read the philosophy of it, I was just like, man, that is so us. You know, it's this idea that this ship was built and, it, it you know, over years and centuries of being war torn and uh, kind of travel weary, like the boards are replaced. And it, it the, the thought experiment of the ship of Theseus is when does it become a new ship? Like at what board or plank being replaced are you, do you have a new vessel? And uh, that was just something I couldn't get out of my head. And um, just so much great metaphor for like the road we've all been down and uh, how we've emerged now into this um, community-led uh, chain. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's out there. Um, I guess I don't need to take up much more time than that other than just to share the art and uh, thank Pomelo and the ENF and the community for funding this Immutable Realms project. And um, that's it. Wonderful. Uh, yeah, Brandon did share that image uh, in the chat there just a bit er- up earlier. Um, and it's very cool uh, about the Ship of Theseus background story. Uh, that is a good question. At what, at what point does EOS actually become a new network, right? If, if it's been upgraded and changed so much. Things that make you go, hmm. Uh, but yeah, looking forward uh, to seeing more uh, of your releases, Lars, and thanks for jumping on today. Thank you. All right. Um, okay, next up, I guess uh, I'll talk a bit about the EOS Community Poker Tournament that I'm organizing and uh, very excited about. So. Uh, this is so. This is a, this is an event that aims to get more people on this Discord server. So um, people who sign up must be uh, on this Discord server to sign up to the tournament. Uh, you don't have to join the voice chat on Sunday to play, but I encourage you guys to join the voice chat. I'll be hanging out there, providing some color commentary on the on the poker that's being played. And uh, yeah, so it's a kind of a charity poker tournament with a EOS Web three twist to it. So it's free to enter. I am limiting it to 100 people, though, just because it is a manual process to manage this tournament, and I don't want to get overwhelmed on this first edition. Um, so we're going to limit to 100 people, and it's free to enter. Everyone who enters is going to win at least one NFT. Everyone gets a pop token who participates in these events, of course. And then there's a bunch of other prizes that you can win, uh, mostly NFTs. And then there's we're also putting up a bit of EOS to the prize pool that the top three finishers are going to be able to donate to their favorite Pomelo grant. So you can't keep the EOS to yourself. Um, we're actually never going to be sending you the EOS. We'll just be donating on your behalf to one of uh, uh, to a Pomelo grant. If you're a Pomelo grant creator, you are allowed to play and donate to your own grant. That's fine. Um, so yeah, so I'm going to share just a few links. Uh, we published an article about this tournament on the ENF blog earlier this week. And that's just a title, that's not a link. Hold on. Here's the link. And then uh, in order to sign up, there's a form to fill out. And then you also have to send me a message on Discord 
uh, in order so I can verify that you are part of the uh, EOS Community Discord server. And then other than that, just um, show up uh, here on Discord on Sunday at 2 p.m. Eastern and we'll play a bit of poker. Uh, the event should take about two hours to go from start to uh, Havoc, our first EOS Community Poker Tournament champion. So depending on how it goes, maybe this is a regular event that I'll be hosting uh, a couple times a year. We'll see. We'll see if you guys enjoy it. We'll see if it's, uh, if it's a fun time or not. So yeah, if, you're, if you like playing poker or if you want to learn poker, join, join us. It's free to enter, so you're not going to lose anything. And you can just go all in and maybe you'll get lucky and win. Definitely happens in poker. Um, yeah, so that's about it. My little, my little announcement for the poker tournament. Um, Aaron Cox is in the house. I see there's a new Coffee with Grey Mass that was released not, not too long ago, yesterday, I think. Uh, no. Aaron, do you want to just uh, say hi and speak a bit about this latest episode? Uh, yeah, sure. Uh, we resurrected our podcast after not doing an episode for almost a year. Um, we decided we were going to talk about the leap upgrade that happened today a little bit and like what it entailed and what we had to do and what we expected other people had to do uh, just to give a little bit of a background. And it seems like it's something we're going to pick up and try to do more regularly. All right. That's great. We love, love hearing from Gray Mass and all of the cool projects that you guys are working on. Yeah, I think one of the next episodes we're going to do is actually about like... Um, what it's like being a crypto company and like the journey we've been on and what it takes to do this kind of stuff. So we're going to mix up the topics and talk about products and the industry and the EOS network and other antelope networks. So should be good times. Yeah, that's great. That's great. Sounds interesting. Yeah, for sure. Curious to see your perspective of operating a crypto company. Uh, where, where are you guys <laughs> based mostly? Uh, we, the team is all over the world, but we're a corporation in, uh, Vancouver, Canada. Okay. Yeah. Canada as well. We have a lot of teams, a lot of us out here in Canada. Um, yeah, cool. Good stuff. Well, thanks for, uh, thanks for saying hi, Aaron. Yeah. Brandon getting in there, sharing a picture of my poker glory days. Nice. I love, I, I got it. I do enjoy that picture. I'm all yeah, suited up. That's a great photo. I, I did want to include it in the post, but um, <clears throat> tell us about your, your former life a little bit. Curious. I just played a lot of poker before getting into crypto. And um, I was even a poker coach at one point, doing some poker training videos, all that good stuff. Went really deep, kind of an obsession of mine, but there's only room for one obsession in my life. And now that obsession has been replaced with the crypto obsession, which is a lot more fun. And uh, yeah, a lot more exciting. But yeah, this picture here is from the World Series of Poker main event in 2012. This is on day five. I ended up uh, busting out on day six, uh, making so so the World Series of Poker main event ten thousand dollar buy-in, and then I was able to cash for seventy thousand dollars, which was the best result of my poker career. So yeah, that was fun. And uh, so this so this weekend I'll be hosting a tournament for everyone. I'll be the tournament director and making sure everything goes down properly and we have a good time. And eventually, if it goes smoothly, I'd love to play in one of these EOS community poker tournaments. But uh, for, for now, I'll make sure the events run smoothly. You're going to let us survive a little while 
and study us for just completely smashing us. I appreciate it. Very nice. Let you guys a chance to win. Yeah. You know, get a few EOS community poker champions in there before before I take my turn. That's right. Shan's here in the chat saying uh, a lot of his poker friends are whales uh, as uh, they stop fiat, as the United States stopped uh, fiat transfers with poker sites sometime in 2014, and then they used Bitcoin to uh, fund and withdraw from these poker sites. And that's definitely something that happened with a lot of my friends as well. Uh, so a lot of poker players got introduced to crypto that way um, and instantly got hooked because there's a lot of swings and you can gamble a lot of money if you want in crypto very fast and it's high paced and action. And instead of playing against your poker friends at the table, you can play with your poker friends in the crypto streets and you can make your trades together and stuff. So it's been a kind of natural transition for a lot of poker players to get into the crypto industry. Yes, exactly. People who understand expected value thinking, thriving crypto, and also people who have made decisions that have cost them lots of money and have learned to not lose their minds over it. Uh, it's actually a skill that I learned in poker that has helped me a lot in crypto to stay cool, calm, and collected during crazy swings and during bear markets, remind myself of my long-term strategy and, you know, just stay the course, basically. All right, so I think that covers it for my topics today. So at this point, uh, you know, open up the chat to the community. Anyone who wants to jump in, say hi, ask a question, share a comment. Uh, yeah, let's do it. You got uh, something I wouldn't mind just bringing up? Yes, go for it. Uh, yes, yeah, so Eden on EOS. We, uh, it's not, we're not, uh, not hearing a lot from the Eden community, but it is alive and well. And I just wanted to remind folks that uh, a couple things. One, our next Eden, uh, the Genesis Eden on EOS election is going to be Saturday, October 8th. So those who are Eden members here, you got to opt in on by Friday, October 7th. So please do that. If you want to participate, there's still uh, 118,000 EOS in the treasury that currently is being distributed at 15% per month. So still some healthy prizes there for those who want to participate in Eden and earn be first you're selected from your from your peers and to receive community funding to do great things for eos and of course those in here who aren't in eden yet um i think uh you know we've got a lot of people in the community who perhaps might be new i'm noticing these calls are drawing in more and more people and some folks here might not be aware of what eden even is so uh hopefully you should uh learn about eden eden eos.org is the current uh, kind of main web Website. There is a new website in works that I've been working on. Uh, I'm a current chief delegate, and part of my mandate this term, and there's three month terms, has been to create a new kind of top of funnel website to describe what is the Eden process. So I think really when we talk about Eden, it's predicated upon a new way to do democracy, a new way to select leaders and representatives from amongst a community that gives every participant in that community an actual voice and say, as opposed to traditional democracies where most people don't even bother voting because it feels like a waste of time. So, um, and in light of that, I wanted to kind of give a pre-teaser announcement to something that I think is really awesome, personally. So there is an independent movement in the United States States to break away from the traditional two-party system. 
And uh, for those who aren't familiar with Eden, it is uh, basically built from the idea of More Equal Animals, a book by Dan Larimer, which describes at length and, and does a very good job of explaining why modern democracies are not, in fact, true democracies and going over all the reasons why democracy as we currently know it is broken. And there's many, many reasons. And this independent movement in the United States, of course, recognizes the need for a third party or at least not voting within the two-party paradigm. And uh, so the movement is picking up steam. This is looking to be sort of a breakthrough moment for this independent movement in the US. I mean, there's lots of independent parties that aren't part of the two-party system, but this is supposed to bring, a, it's like a coalescing moment and bringing all of those parties together under one roof in a convention in Austin, Texas at the end of October. Uh, there's already some, we got Dennis Kucinich has been booked as a speaker, Zach Bush, Charles Eisenstein, um, Brittany Kaiser. So a lot of the, and there's more on the list. I mean, Ron Paul's a maybe, even Mitt Romney's a maybe to show up. I mean, th this could be a really huge moment in the United States. And, and you know, in a time like now, when we have such so many issues with modern leaders, uh, I think we could all potentially agree with, um, we need this independent movement more than ever. So this is a great opportunity. And why I'm telling you is because I've had an opportunity to be introduced to the organizers of this event. And it's looking like I will have an opportunity to go and speak on the main stage in front of thousands of people and many more thousands following the live stream and explaining what the Eden process is as a means to actually become the fundamental bedrock to this independent United States movement, to break apart, break away from the two-party system, to not only just vote for another party, but to vote in a different way. So to actually take the Eden process, this political playoff, fractal governance, fractal democracy process, and actually have that be the means by which these independents select their leaders and representatives from amongst their communities. So... To those who've been following along Eden and you're into this for the philosophical reasons, which I know I am, that's the whole reason I'm into Eden is because I was philosophically drawn to what this is and what it can become. This is kind of like a culminating moment for me. And I hope that those listening and those who are into Eden and see, and even into EOS, right? People into EOS, a lot of us are here because it was life, liberty, property, justice for all. I mean, those were some of the main values that EOS stood for for us. This is all about that. So I hope folks are excited by that. And and then, so and part of what this is going to do too, is it's going to draw eyes to this community. So if this is successful, which I think it's going to be, part of my speech is going to be not only talking about the Eden process, it's going to be talking about Eden on EOS and this first instantiation of the process and how we've had this uh, you know funding from the network. And guess what? That means I talk about EOS. So this is also going to be an opportunity to tie the independent movement in the United States to the EOS blockchain and talk about a match made in heaven, right? We've, we've got our Independence Day today. We need independence from the two-party system in the United States and probably globally, if we really think about it. And now we can tie the EOS blockchain to that movement, to those people. It's, it's kind of like a match made in heaven. There's synergies all over the place. And uh, so what we need, though, is when we draw the eyes in from these independent people and they start to look at Eden on EOS, First of all, it's like, oh, what is this thing? It's it's live. It's in the wild. Let's get participation up. I mean, this is uh, I, I, we need more people participating in the Eden election. We want to keep proving that this thing works and it selects for people with integrity, with qualities that we think are desirable of leaders and representatives. And it's not really going to prove that if we don't have great turnout. So this is more like a, a plea to those on this call to join Eden if you haven't. But Try to participate in the next election. Like we really need to get the numbers up and we need to show that this thing has power and it, it, it deserves to be, be a part of the independent movement in the United States to really make a change in the world and also just put EOS in front of all of their eyes. Like this is a blockchain that's sticking it to the man, it's breaking away from 
the you know the, the the control power structure that was initially in place, and we've gone our own way in independence. Um, so yeah, that's my pitch. That's a good pitch. That's a good pitch. Thanks for sharing it. Um, Trim Trimbot asks uh, if you still need to share your identity to join Eden. As of now, you don't have to use your real name, but video calls are still part of the process. And the reason why that is, it's, and maybe we can change that in the future, um, but the reason is, is because it, it's a civil protection. So by showing up on a video call, you can't be two people at once and therefore um, have an ability to sway the election by being two people in an election, right? We see that in modern democracies. Some people vote twice, right? And uh, and dead people vote, things like that. So you can't you can't show up on a video call if you're dead. And so I think that's part of the process. And I, I'm hoping maybe there's ways. Oh, this has been talked about lots, where at least in the first round of an election, we allow members who have a voice that's unique. We know your voice, Trimbot. We know your your avatar. And so maybe we just allow that first level participation to be someone who doesn't turn their camera on, but then we kind of restrict it. Like we have to at some point draw the line here where we need people to have a face and be themselves. Um, but as of now, to answer your question, it is still limited. Membership is still limited to those who are willing to turn on their camera and uh, put a picture of themselves uh, on their uh, NFT membership card. And I see Trimbot's uh, comment here. Why not consider Luca's port or something like that? Uh, it's a good idea. So, you know, maybe we can. And uh, and I think, um, yeah, it's a very good point. And it is restrictive, right? We you know, especially uh, when we think of different jurisdictions in the world, uh, it's easy or maybe for Westerners to be willing to turn our camera on. But there's some places in the world where it's just not a good idea to make yourself publicly known. And uh, we need to we need to find a way to be um, a bit more uh, restrictive. And, oh, you know what? I'll say one more thing. This is uh, this is breaking news too. So uh, dispute resolution is something that has not existed yet within Eden. And just uh, yesterday, the current chief delegates, so that's myself, Dan Singjoy, Luca Perkic, and Han Ryu, we have uh, agreed to put forward a dispute resolution process within Eden that's specifically meant for member removal. And that is specifically for a civil attack. So if we do get attacked, by bots basically, which could happen, we'll now have a mechanism within the bylaws to actually remove those members. So, and I think that will be a nice, like that's a good, perfect step to then allowing and producing the strictness on membership because we can at least get rid of members, which we currently can't do. Yeah, that's a good step um, <clears throat> that's been needed for a while. And uh, yeah, I just wanna say that an another development is is the introduction of Haifa to the whole mix and how Haifa will integrate with Eden um, should be a really interesting uh, process to participate in for people. So that's another reason to get involved. Eden is going to essentially um, receive an entire package of, you know, DAO, great DAO tools down the road here. And so beginning that process of, of you know, for that, I think will be really key. Uh, Chris, I'm totally down for the uh, Austin event, and uh, we'll see what happens with that. It's super exciting, so glad you're working on that. Yeah, one more thing about HaifaDAO, um, and hey, Martin speaking again. Um, 
one more thing about the Hyperdao, what they got nailed down pretty much is like the soulbound token thing, like soulbound token on, on Ethereum and then Ethereum lingo. And I think that's kind of uh, fixing the you need to appear on camera thing because it's all about reputation, right? If you invite somebody to, to Eden, uh, your reputation is online. And that means not just your reputation as like an account. It means like all your people trust you just more if you have a couple of soulbound tokens. If you build up Eden from the get-go or if you've been uh, appearing all the elections so far. Uh, or whatever like soulbound token you earned um, in the history of Eden, the likeliness of you like inviting somebody to this community or to this DAO is just less likely if you have an interest in like making it more stable and fundamentally strong. So I think that's another thing where we can go away from like all doxing each other and being live on camera. And it makes it more crypto friendly in general. So I'm really happy about the, the Haifa DAO integration and the Haifa DAO grant. And I'm looking forward how Eden and uh, Eden and Haifa DAO gonna gonna cooperate. It's a that's another good point. And too with Haifa DAO, the uh, typically the group size is limited to I believe like 150. Um, at least that's their recommendation. I'm not really sure if they even allow for more than that. So they're trying to keep more closely with Dunbar's number and the idea of many small uh, DAOs kind of participating. And um, and that also is another avenue for dealing with this whole civil attack problem. It's like many smaller communities that are um, integrated together, uh, coordinating with one another than each small community can kind of, you know, for lack of a better word, police its own membership. Um, and you don't end up in this problem with like thousands of members that don't know each other um, being a real issue at all. So, yeah. Yeah, Sybil is a really tough nut to crack. This is Daniel. We're, we're dealing with that with Pomelo. Um, the, the way we're trying to handle it is a, a big part of it is our trust bonus. And and kind of going to what back to what Martin was saying, kind of this reputation that you build up in your account over time just by showing up every season and and having a track record within that account. Uh, but there's not one silver bullet we're finding. You know, port is a great option. Uh, you can have multiple passports though. You can uh, and and not everyone can get a passport, depending where you are in the world, what your situation is. We you know we take it for granted in North America. Almost anyone can get a passport if they. Want, but that's not the case everywhere in the world. Um, same you know with Eden, the video verification process. Um, it's a it's a great kind of barrier, Sybil, but it doesn't actually scale to you know highly. What you get to a point where you can't keep track of all these spaces at some point, uh, unless we build in some super fancy AI. Or something like that uh but even then again it's uh, again one thing on its own doesn't doesn't necessarily do the trick so the way we're trying to solve this with Lamello is again giving people with the trust bonus you can layer on multiple things to boost the likelihood that you're a unique person um, you know link a social link multiple socials choose the ones that you want to link 
add on the port if you can, build the reputation over time, earn some soul-bound tokens, like like uh, Martin was saying, through your participation season over season. You know, we're, Now we're doing the achievements, and, and I expect at some point we're going to maybe be giving some trust bonuses for those. Uh, so it's that kind of combination of lots of different things that make up a total reputation of likely uniqueness. Um, and again, being accessible to, you know, don't don't require everyone verify with port, but make that an option that boosts your likelihood. Same with, you know, verifying yourself on video. That could be one of many options that can get layered with a bunch of options. Yeah, exactly. And that's what I told somebody today on the W3 Vision conference, because they were asking like, okay, all these like POS thing, doesn't it go all to like more centralization? And I'm saying like, th like these sub communities, these sub DAOs that are happening, you build up a reputation in a sub DAO, you, you build up reputation, you earn a, uh, like, let's say a soul bomb token in, in a small community and it all gets fractionalized, right? But getting there, earning a token, earning an NFT in this smaller group, already makes you more unique as an individual and therefore it, it's it's just stagging you're stagging reputation in various smaller group groups and therefore in the larger context you're becoming more of a real identity and i think that's something that we really need to explore and that's something that that hyper is really doing because they're getting granular like as brandon said like 150 people make yourself known make yourself reputable in one in, in the context of 150 people, you're more likely to be a real person, person, right? And then you can go further because you got reputation, and all these 100 people, 150 people vouch for you, and that's how it works. And that's I think how reputation scales because it's really hard to just game theory wise protect an ecosystem. It needs to be, it needs to have the individuals and that, like the individuals, they can really look at like, you know, 150 videos, is this a real peer person? And I think that's where the video kind of appear on video comes from. But if you really want to scale like decentralized governance and uh, making it all, make our governance only accessible to real people, we need to go from granular and fractals into like larger picture, you know, and then go global. And I think that's something where Haifa is right on the point. Making it 150 people, giving everybody that has a reputation with 150 people, a soul bound token, that's something that everything is above 150 people goes a long way. Speaking of Sybil resistance analysis, we, we released the Pomelo analysis report this week. Check it out if you haven't already. You can find it on the Pomelo Grants Medium page, at Pomelo Grants. Find it there. Uh, and we, and as of yesterday, claiming is now open. So if, if you had a grant in Pomelo season season three and you made it to the end and you've, and you, you've, got, you've got money to claim now. 
So go, you can log into your Pomelo account, find your, go to your profile page, go to the settings. And uh, if, if this is your first season participating, you'll have to create, you'll have to go through KYC. Uh, if you've already done that in a previous season, you should be set and you can go ahead and claim the funds from your matching allocation. And um, yeah, there, there may be more money than you were expecting. There was $155,000 reallocated from the, you know, the identified gamers redistributed to the fair player. So if, if, again, if you had a grant that made it through the analysis, uh, you may find that you have actually more money to claim than you were expecting. Yeah, and that's a major shout out to the community. I think we talked about this last week already. Um, how significant it is that the community reports grants that are kind of fishy, kind of suspicious, and it helps the Pomelo team to really save so much more of the um, of the pool in the end. It's like one hundred fifty thousand dollars that are not going to people that try to game the system. It goes to people that are actually playing along the rules that are reputable grants that actually want to build the system. And uh, um, yeah, $150,000 is a huge number. And I'm supposed to do like a, a video about this, but it, it's huge. It's, it's major congratulations to everybody who pressed the report button, to everybody that kind of looked at the transaction history, and also to the Pomalo uh, analysis team. Uh, saving us from people that try to game the system is huge. And that's, yeah, congratulations to everybody who was involved in this. And Daniel, did you mention where people can see that report? Yeah, you can find it on our Medium blog. So either if you go to pomelo.io, we link to the, our Medium blog in the footer or just directly on Medium at Pomelo Grants, all one word. That's our handle on, on Medium. And if you're if you are a Pomelo participant, you probably would have received an email. We sent the email out last night to everyone with a link to the uh, to the article. So check your email if you're if you're a Pomelo participant, you'll, you'll find it there. And I shared it in the voice chat here on Discord. How convenient. Thank you. Have you mentioned the POP token already? Everybody that's joining this chat right here, have you made sure to sign up for the POP token? I'm not sure. I joined a little bit later, but uh, the, since we're mentioning the voice chat, um, there's another chat in this Discord. It's a pop token <laughs> pop token chat and there you can sign up for getting a pop token for just attending right here and joining the eos community i'm not sure if there are a couple of people joining us because they met me today at the youth revision i handed out a couple of um qr codes to just join this discord today <laughs> but uh, yeah if you want to earn a, a pop token a proof of attendance or proof of participation token um, go on this card to the uh, pop token chat and sign um, your EOS name there. Um, it might be pretty self-explanatory if you see 
uh, the chat and what everybody else is doing there. And you will receive um, a pop token, which you can redeem at the end of the month or at the end of every month for a raffle ticket, um, which makes you eligible for earning a couple of EOS tokens, which is going to be airdropped to your EOS account. I'm not sure if you dropped this knowledge already uh, earlier. I mentioned it I briefly. I mentioned it briefly, but you gave a good overview of it for sure. Yeah. Yeah. It's fine to mention it more than once. Not everyone gets in here right away at the start. Uh, yeah, so you can find that the pop bot chat here in the server to sign up for your pop tokens for the month. I had a question about the pop token too. I see that at the end of the meeting, it gives a list of EOS accounts. Uh, is that still the case? Yeah. That's awesome because um, you know anybody else can reward these participants, right? So we can drop extra rewards on active participants. So hint, hint, today might be a great day to send out some really cool NFTs backed by EOS for Independence Day. So maybe look for those in your account. All right, very cool. Yeah, and the, um, the formatting is perfectly formatted for you to copy paste that list into the air, uh, bounty block airdrop tool and then makes it easy to uh, drop some goodies on people who join us today. Oh yeah, baby. And if you're hosting uh, other EOS community events, we encourage you to reach out to us and we'll give you some pop tokens that you can distribute to the people who join your events as well. So we've got a few events in, uh, in Asia that are distributing pop tokens. We've got uh, the EOS um, giveaway show on Thursdays on Twitter ran by the EOS support crew. They're giving away pop tokens and uh, uh, yeah. So feel free to reach out if you have, if you run some events, we're happy to give you guys an allocation. For 65 people still in the chat. That's awesome. I love to see this high levels of participation. And uh, yeah, we're up to uh, 24 signups for the poker tournament on uh, on Sunday. So that's great to see. So uh, yeah, I think it's going to be a good event. Looks like we'll have a good turnout for sure. Um, maybe we'll even reach close to the cap. I don't know. Folks better sign up before we do reach the cap because there's only a hundred participants available. There's spots. Well, there. actually, actually, no? it's not a. It, it, we can have more than hundred signups, but when I distribute the codes, only the first one hundred that sign up on actual Sunday will get to play. So you know, it's not it's not the biggest of deals if you sign up and you don't show up Sunday. Uh, so if you're thinking of playing, just sign up and then uh, you'll get a code on Sunday and. Then the people who are there basically 15 minutes before the tournament starts is when I'll, uh, I'll, I plan on starting to send out the code. And then at that time, it's going to be 100, 100 spots available. Cool. And people will get those codes on, on Discord? Yeah, via direct message. That's why I want you guys to message me as well, so I can just find you in my list of DMs and send you your codes on Sunday. Cool. If these get popular and we do it more often, I'm definitely going to look into automating some parts of this process. But for now, I'm just going to just going to grind it out manually. 
clicking all over the place sharing these codes. Sundays, Sundays used to all, of course, be there. It's a big, it's the biggest poker day of the week on Sundays. So anyone who's played poker online knows this, the biggest fields, blah, blah, blah. I used to play a lot of tables at once online. At one point, good times, good times. How is the UI for this poker going to work? Oh yeah, it's uh, pokernow.club. It's a good question. I will, it's not, it's not, uh, it's not on EOS or anything like that. Um, but it's a nice little free UI. Um, you can make your account, just need an email, password, you know, very easy. Um, there's no real money wagered on this poker platform, so, you know, we don't have any of those pesky legal things to consider. Um, when you do create your account, though, on PokerNow.club, make sure to use the same name that you use on Discord so that we can see kind of, you know, who's out there crushing the tournament or who gets the bad beat, etc. Um, and yeah, hopefully I see a lot of you guys uh, out there on Sunday. All right, last call. Um, for anyone who wants to jump on, say hi, ask a question. If not, we're gonna wrap it up shortly here. wasn't waiting for me for dinner I would suggest that we played a little practice round right after the fireside but unfortunately uh, I don't have enough enough points to afford that this week spaghetti time yeah baby <laughs> I did see CAC skills last night at poker. We played a little practice round. They're not that crappy. Just a little crappy. You want the real bit? Yeah, baby. Yeah, baby. Yeah. Hey, Chevs wants to speak, but he is server muted. Okay, there you go, Chevs. You're out of the penalty box. Hey, 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 what's up, guys? Can everybody hear me? Yes, coming in clear. Hey, how are you doing, Stefan? Hey, happy EOS Independence Day, guys. Uh, today is a great day. Um, I just want to uh, say something real quick. I really like the idea of the poker charity tournament. I think we spoke once, uh, Stefan, about when you, uh, when this tournament, like what happens, uh, I would like to use charity to, to be there to, to donate some way. And I just wanted to, uh, to announce uh, that the EO charity is going to give a hundred dollars to the, to the prize reward pool. So that can go to public goods. Uh, so yeah, so that's uh, just something I wanted to, to say so that the EOS community can keep on growing. I really like how the ecosystem has been evolving with 
all of these different uh, funding mechanisms that have been put in place, the ENF, Pomelo, and stuff like that, it's really creating value. And I like that a lot. I value that a lot. And I'm sure that great things are happening and I want to keep helping fuel that. So yeah, just wanted to say that. Shout out to everyone. Hey, that's great, Chubbs. Thanks, uh, thanks a lot for sponsoring the podcast. Appreciate it. Um, anyone else listening here, if you've got some NFTs, you might want to donate to the price pool um, or any other types of uh, gifts or whatever. Uh, hit, hit me up. Let me know. Uh, definitely going to be, uh, you know, at least mentioning you guys and giving you a nice shout out on social media and uh, during the uh, during the event, if you are willing to uh, donate to the, uh, to the price pool. That's great. Yeah, also, we're also going to donate some NFTs. Thank you for mentioning that. I'll send you a DM. All right. That's great. And thanks for joining today, Chefs. Thanks to you, Sipon. All right. Last call. Um, Or else we're going to wrap it up here in just a few seconds. Uh, this is Xander. I could uh, share something I wrote about it. So, yeah, yeah, you're coming in a bit distorted, but I think it's okay. Distorted. No. Ooh. Check, check. How's it doing now? Still. Funky. Is it just me, or is uh, is Drew sounding like a slow robot? Oh, my slow like, robot right now. It's kind of a need to Can still understand you, but um, yeah, just speak louder be good i can also turn up my microphone a little bit if that helps um but i understand you we can understand you okay it's working out cool well uh yeah i just wanted to eos network on a successful consensus upgrade Uh, we have proven powerful enough to pursue justice in a multi-billion dollar company with teams uh, we watch helplessly as the network they helped build emancipated itself. Yoke. Meanwhile, the census taken the reins of its own destiny. This community and wider antelope ecosystem to guide according to community priorities without having to ask risk-averse corporate lawyers for permit-accelerated development, delivering long-promised features form an EVM in a matter of months after years of empty promises. We have, and their passion shines through in the quality of their work. We hold these truths our own money, that with it, we can design our own logically consistent doing so, we can challenge the supremacy of illegitimate powers that peacefully outcompete the broken incentives. We now have the power to reshape industries one by one, extract value without adding any. And now, on EOS's day of independence, we have the community to do it. Hopefully that came through. <laughs> uh, that was, that was yeah, baby, yeah. 
That was pure art. Pure art. I will. I will request to hear it again, though, with with the non-slow robot style. Uh, had a bit of difficulties focusing on the speech. It was pretty funny. Very deep, uh, passionate speech. <laughs> and then the the slow robot kind of kind of threw me off a bit. Uh, but that was uh, that was uh, that was a great speech from uh, yeah. And uh, thanks Appreciate for that. thanks for sharing, Andrew. Honest uh, Tired slow robot style. Inspira inspirational tired slow robot style speech. Definitely a first. It felt a little bit like the State of the Union, <laughs> I have to say. Really great <laughs> summary. I love it. But I also I really... put it on either fast forward or record it again in the notorious Drew voice, please. <laughs> if no well, one else makes that into, if awesome. no one else makes that into an audio track, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to go amateur <laughs> producer on that and make put a beat to it. Yeah, if you have an auto tune, also that'd be handy. Yeah. Shout out to that Drew voice, by the way. If if you guys caught, uh, we we got released some new Pomelo videos. You know what is a public good? You might recognize that voice. That's that's our man Drew Block. Yeah. And the SM7 microphone. <laughs> well, maybe it's a compression. Actually, Gary, <clears throat> are you using? No, uh, I, don't, I don't have any compression on my signal. Just hmm. my first step on. Very strange. <laughs> it has some grand grand choppiness on your <laughs> signal <laughs> wait wait till you hear it in the recording you'll laugh all right i think we're gonna wrap it up there everyone okay so thanks for joining another great eos RSI chat once again. Hopefully we're able to break the 100 participant threshold uh, in the coming weeks and months as EOS continues to grow in attention and awareness in the wider crypto space. I definitely think it's possible. Uh, so once again, happy Independence Day to everyone in the EOS community. Congratulations uh, on Congratulations and thank you to everyone that did a bunch of work to make today happen and go so smoothly. Really, really exciting stuff. And uh, yeah, on that note, hope you guys have a good evening or a good day wherever you are in the world. And let's go EOS. Go EOS. Go EOS. Go EOS. Go EOS. The most important is to go we are free. We are yours. Go, Eos. I am Satoshi. My wife, and then Eos. Obat says, "Go, Eos." <laughs> EOS, I am a robot and I love EOS. EOS.
I am EOS. <laughs> I love EOS. You are EOS. I know you are. I am not a robot. I am not a robot. I love EOS. Has, has the chat started yet? I repeat, I am a robot. I love EOS. I have problem 